Welcome once again to Pandora's Box. Like that little bass line there. You're listening to Pandora's Box on Aspen Weight Radio. You might also be listening to us on the YouTubes. If you're not listening to us on the YouTubes, go on YouTube, type in Pandora's Box Podcast, subscribe, check us out. You can learn about loads of stuff like Genghis Khan, cryptozoology, um, conspiracy theories, mm. other stuff in history, loads of crazy stuff. Science, yeah. Neuralink, mm. Elon Musk stuff, music, the world's your oyster, baby. Yeah. See us every single week, if you dare. <laughs> if you dare. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm your host as always, Mr. Callum Waiter is my name, in fact. Obadiah Penny Whistle. <laughs> Over mm. here we have Crochet. Ah, Crochet oh. Crop Top. Mr. Cro- Drew <laughs> Jameson Ben Armstrong. He is Capitano Longbottom. Ah. In the Dark Dale. He's also sometimes the Wizard Schlieb in the Forest of Gleep. He's also tech extraordinaire and (laughs) part-time manager (laughs) of the station. We also have Mr. Nathaniel Warren. He is the host of The Rap Radar, which is on every Sunday night from 8 until 10 p.m. That's right. Hope everyone's having a good day wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Thanks for joining us again. We're going to be talking about a plethora of Mm. interesting subjects. As usual this week. So, guys, how are we? I'm good. You good? I'm good. I'm doing well. I'm excited. I've got stuff to talk about. Mate, me too. We're going to have a good one today. Ooh. I feel it. I feel yeah. it. The vibes. Everyone's prepared. I can feel the vibes. Yeah, I feel like last week, I, I feel like I didn't bring much to the table. Um, oh. Just because I had Pulled like, out Brock Lesnar. Yeah. We had some backup Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, mate, I always have some ba- bra- backup Brock Lesnar <laughs> facts. There's some other couple random obscure athletes as well that I could rant about oh, for ages. I'll, keep, I'll save them for another day. <laughs> I'll save them for another day. But yeah, it was just one of those times like last week, you know, like sometimes over the course of the week, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll talk about this here or there, mm. or I'll make a plan. And also sometimes it's not like that at all. We'll just like really organically get onto like a... A really like a, mm. so I think some of the most a interesting, really juicy topic. Yes. Yeah, yes. Like, I think mm. some of the most interesting like discussions we've had have been like completely off the cuff. Come naturally. I, I really mm. like the bits the where, way, where you don't know you don't know you know something until a topic comes up and then you remember something that you must have heard like mm. five years ago. And you're Apart like, from, oh. I normally butcher that because like I kept my memory so bad, so mm. I know I've heard something about it, but then I'm like, oh yeah, said this and the good, yeah. Ask you anything about like guitars or, or Bitcoin though. Yeah. And you're the man. Mm. You're the man. Hmm. Anybody wants to know anything about like pickups? Pickup rings. Guitars, pickup rings. <laughs> mating calls. Mating calls. Oh, yeah. oh turtle mating calls. Speci- uh, specifically. You did a fox one quite well. Fox impression. Did it, Drew, Drew do a fox one? Yeah. yeah. Was it? Screamed. I just screamed and then ah. we actually listened to it and it actually sounded like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's basically like a weird demonic screech, isn't Pretty it? Pretty much, yeah. That, <laughs> that's still turtle. No, that's still turtle. That's just very excited turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Anything of note you guys... Oh, it was my birthday the other day. Oh, yeah, oh, Saturday. I'm 32 now. Yeah. Oh, we had man. a nice time on, on Saturday. Old man Johnny. Old man Johnny, they call <laughs> me from now on. Yes. I am infinitely more powerful and wise than the last time I was mm. on Pandora's box now. Yes. Watched a bit of um, Highlander. Highlander. That was epic. Haven't seen that in years. 
time for us. Please, Heather. Heather, please. <laughs> oh, that was it. Yeah. Heather, please. Heather, please. He's like laughing at him because yeah. Ramirez is kicking his ass in a sword yeah. fight. And then he's like, Heather, please. <laughs> I heard you tried that new pizza place. Oh, oh yeah. Man, oh, the yeah. new pizza that place. That was good, wasn't it? I yeah. enjoyed that. Buffalo mozzarella. Mm, I had so the meathead. The what? Day. The meathead. The meathead? Mm. Oh, you meaty boy. It's a meathead. It's quite nice. Was it? I had a pepperoni. I couldn't believe it was only eight ninety nine for a big 12-inch pepperoni what? pizza. It's nice and cheap. I as really well. want to it's try it because they do any pizza in a calzone, don't they? Mm. So I want to try that next time. Oh, um, calzone. They followed Claire me on Instagram. Huh? They followed me on Instagram. Did they? Because mm. yeah. you're big time, man. I am. I am a local celebrity. Big time. Um, house of the Rat Radar. On yeah, Radio. exactly. I can't. I can't even leave my house without being stopped nowadays. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> is, that, is that the one from Pandora's Box? <laughs> yeah, man. The one he sits. This was something behind him. Is that the one oh, from Pandora's Box slash Jimmy O'Malley? Is that, that Bullwinkle? Is, is that actually ju- is, is that, that Bullwinkle? Is that actually <laughs> the famous Bullwinkle? I went to the Jimmy shop the other day and they, they wouldn't serve me because you didn't get your winter. Off, out. You know, it's because what it's, they didn't agree with my winter take a couple of weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> ah, yeah. Well, mate, I don't I don't blame them. To be honest, I, I wouldn't have served you either. I wouldn't have served you either. <laughs> Dear so me. before I start going off on tangents about stuff. Is there anything that either of you want to talk about this week? I do. Yeah? I do. I'm glad you've asked. I'm glad you've asked. I've got a couple of notes up. You're welcome. So I, don't wanna, I don't want to butcher my story. Uh, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole yeah. uh, this week. Yeah. So originally Hit I me. saw someone who was on TikTok and he's 180 days mm. into a uh, experiment slash challenge that he's doing where he crawls around on all fours. What? what so he can't, he's not going to let what? himself walk Well, he does walk, but he's, I, I, I think he must walk. I think it must just be like a training thing he does every day for like an hour or something. Ah. But he's got to a point now where he can like jump on his arms. So what? when you say training, it's crazy. he's doing it for the purpose of getting really efficient at walking on all fours. I, su- I suppose he just thought it'd be funny to... I don't know why he started the challenge. Mm. But obviously, I just saw I saw like he was on his 188th day. Mm. And I was like, this guy's like running around on his arms. What, so like he's-, he's gotten to a point where he's not even used his legs. He's just like crawling around on his arms. Mm, that's, that's cool crazy, yeah. that's cool that's a bit freaky like but proper gorilla. yeah yeah that's proper cool man and then while i was trying to find what the guy's tiktok name was which i did find um i found another story on Austra- 60 minutes australia um right. yeah basically there was this family uh that they found where they had 18 children mm. uh, 12 of the children were healthy and six of them just walk on all fours Mm. and like they've always done it i saw a documentary i don't know if it's about the same family right but it was proper weird and yet everyone just walked on all fours Mm. and they're like they were their their asses like pointing like real pointy up in the air and they just kind of like lumbered around but they were feet and hands feet and hands hands, but just like really fast and yeah it was like a load of them in the family it might have been the same as like like a normal bipedal man Mm. You'd think that to me, almost. I think that like after a while, it would like hurt your lower back a little bit. Do you know what I mean? You imagine being in that angle. I guess if you've like always done it, yeah, it must. Yeah, yeah. No, they grew differently. Yeah, people looked weird. They they, they looked like all crooked and stuff. And it was like, and it was a, and I remember their arms would be like quite straight, and Mm. it'd be like, and they, and it'd be like that, like how these people like walk on their palm, like really like big and callous. These people like walk on their palm, not on like. So you'd think like if you were gonna like walk. You'd almost do a bit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they literally just like press down on their palm, so right. pro- proper like. But apparently their skin's palms. like really yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
you would, well, you would end up like, well, like the, 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 yeah, the soles of your feet are obviously like, yeah. the skin gets very thick, doesn't mm. it? Especially mm. by the time you're like you're like fully grown, mm. you know. So the guy who was doing the research on it was a professor called Professor Nick Humphrey. Oh yeah, and he was saying that one of the people could out sprint him by like crawling. Mm. Oh, one of the people could out sprint him. Right, yeah, right. Like, that's uh, how quick he right. was. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Just crawling around. I thought that was pretty crazy, but um. It, it got a bit sad after a while, to be honest, this really? documentary, yeah. So it turned out that the reason that it was was because their parents are, like, second cousins. Right. So they reckon there's just, like, a genetic problem, and then mm. they, they did, like, a brain scan and found there was, like, a certain part of the brain, the cerebellum, I right. believe, yep. that was damaged. Uh, still didn't really make sense because, obviously, people don't have their cerebellum and can still walk. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um... Yeah, just just little things like that. They're, they're skeletons, like Drew said, of a different, obviously, Deformed. just from well, yeah, well, I mean, evolution it's, it's, of being crawling around. It's no different in that regard than obviously those ancient Mayan skulls, where they would like construct them, and nowadays they look like weird alien skulls. Mm. Or you also have, um, you know, there's in in certain African cultures. Wait, you mean they're not aliens? But they might be aliens. Mm. I mm. thought either that, or that. Yeah, but they used to like bite, they used to like bind the baby yeah, skulls, bind the heads, yeah, and then and then as a result, there's. Have you not seen those skulls? No. There's like those Mayan skulls, and they look, they look like alien skulls, man. So some of them like look really, really yeah. long, though. Oh, some wow. some of the skulls look really long. Yeah, so they're the ones that I think they are, look a bit creepy. Yeah. So like for anybody, if anyone's like listening, um, and they haven't seen what I'm on about, type in like um like something like Mayan skulls or or like um deformed Mayan skulls or something like that, and they would mm. like purposely deform the skulls. They would I'm pretty yeah. sure from like the babies they would wrap they would bind their skulls mm. so that they would. Like they wouldn't grow in a normal way, mm. and they'd almost have to grow like elongated rather mm. than out. Yeah. Like if you know what I mean, they yeah, do yeah, it a yeah. lot in different cultures. So in, in Africa, they would do it uh, with their with their necks. Have yeah. you ever seen the uh, the yeah. women with like the really long necks? Mm. Every year, yeah, yeah, yeah. they, they, they add get a, a ring. ring. And it makes them like really un- elongated. They do like lip plates and stuff as well. Yeah, and like in their ears and in their lips and stuff. But like, it's yeah. um, weird because by the time obviously a woman's like thirty, they have like thirty rings. Yeah, and like if they ever took them off, they've got like weirdly yeah. long necks. Mm. And and obviously in China, the they, they just call it binding, mm. and it's the feet. And this that was like, oh that's horrible. Because that, that's and like they, like they yeah they crack from a from a young baby. They'll wrap the feet so tight. That like the, it'll go into like you know like little balls on like the these feet, tiny um, little shoes and your and your uh, and your feet, foot actually breaks. I don't stuff. yeah I don't know if it's like all China and even to this day or if it's just certain areas. Oh, I, I but think it's, it's one of those traditions that they have. Yeah, like, it's considered desirable or, or to have small to have mm. really small feet. Yeah, so like it's delicate like and they feminine. will literally right. squeeze their feet into like almost what would seem to us as like abnormally small shoes. Yeah. Yeah. But as a result, they're in pain like all oh, the time. Yeah, yeah. a million Because their feet are d- completely deformed. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't and walk on their feet well. now not, without being not, in pain. It's not blokes, it's, um, no, it's just, just women. women. Yeah. It's just like oh, one of those weird horrible. things. Like, oh, it is weird, isn't it? It is weird. Just to finish off my story, um, the it did have a happy ending right it did have a happy ending so they started giving them like a walk frame to use and um and they put out like parallel lines or parallel metal poles all down their house and around their gardens and stuff so that they could walk and then they went back like a year later but they're all saying like all the scientists and everything were saying that the oldest guy the guy that could like sprint and everything yeah it's probably too late for him wolfman like Mm. he 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 most likely wasn't ever going to be able to walk, and he'd been like he, he was getting like beaten so up by all the lo- local kids. He physically couldn't stand up on two feet. Yeah, 
Whoa, that's mm. crazy. It's and weird. it was it was literally just because like from a child he'd been like crawling and his parents never like got him to really stand up. Like he never got assigned like a walk in frame. Like mm. there's no like real hospitals or anything out there or so medical just advice. Anatomically just has just lost the ability to obvious, walk. Yeah, he could obviously sprint, like now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously as freaky, a man. Yeah, as a child, um <laughs> or as a baby, like babies just crawl around, don't they? Yeah, 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 and it just kind of developed. Yeah, but they do it on, the ne- on their knees, don't they? Yeah, so they were just saying the next step was like doing their it feet. with their feet. <laughs> yeah, but it's um, really weird. Do they look like they were like always doing like a downward dog when they were? Um, yeah, yeah, like the yoga yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon yeah. this is the same documentary that I saw years ago. Probably. And I can just like, remember it, but it looks really weird because yeah, you know, like the downward dog is almost like a mm-hmm. triangle. Mm-hmm. So these people mm-hmm. look like they're, they're they look like they're always just like walking around on in a triangle. Mm. Like it's pro- it's pro- That's you know how you imagine it in your head. It's like it's not like like an an like animal where it's like four legs and then you've got a long yeah. back. Mm. It's like just like a triangle. That's, that's why I said like to me it almost like feels like it would hurt my back after yeah. a while. Like mm. it'd be okay for a while and then after a couple of minutes I can imagine it right like, at my oh, lower right, back. Yeah, almost yeah. like where my Millions spine meets my mm. hip. I can imagine it just almost start getting a bit achy. Mm. Well, we're not built for it. We're Weird. not meant to be quadrupedal. No, not what are we called not. Uh, bipedal. Bipedal. bipedal yeah. Obviously, I bi- knew I was bipedal. Two. So we walk. On two legs, we are bipedal. I liked it yes. when you cracked that word out earlier. I was like, oh, oh bipedal, man. And <laughs> bipedal. obviously, and if you walk on all fours, you are quadrupedal. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, yeah. Quadru- quadruped. But, um, yeah, quadrupeds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, quadrupeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this story had a happy ending. They went back, and the woman were like walking better, <laughs> and the guy was walking. Was he? Uh, he did. He managed, walking. Walking. Yeah. he managed to do it. He managed to do it. Well, he was like, "Hi, my name's Jeffrey, and now I don't understand why I was walking on all fours all those years." <laughs> I always knew I wasn't a card to play it. <laughs> what the hell was I doing? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what accent. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Whatever accent you got. Whatever accent they speak in that little part of the world, son. <laughs> yes. Hey, well, see? Out back in the wetneck area. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Just suddenly, like, yeah, changed no, a bit. <laughs> yeah, man. But do you know what this made me think when we were talking about all of that stuff then? Doesn't that just show um, that's like a really good um, example? Of evolution. Mm. That's what, that's I, what was I was thinking. thinking. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. We're on a wavelength. So obviously the uh, evolution occurs. So let's take let's take whales, for example. So let's take cetaceans. Cetaceans are just dolphins and whales. Um, they started off a long time ago. They had a common ancestor. Well, they would have had an ancestor with us, obviously going back far enough. Obviously all mammals have a common ancestor. But the last... Before they were fully aquatic, they the animal that they evolved from looked quite similar to what is like a modern day hippo mm. so it had a so it had like a oh. semi a semi aquatic <laughs> lifestyle so um an, a hippo would have like what you would call a semi aquatic lifestyle right. so it spends some time on land and sometimes mm. in the sea or in water so mm. you know it makes sense um obviously a whale now is fully aquatic they've completely lost the ability to survive on land obviously that also and then lots One of terrestrial animals are completely far the opposite way they could not survive in mm. water yeah but they, but they do um need oxygen as in like they can't take oxygen like fish they nope. still need to get right they need, up they, to the top yeah, and, and it, breathe air yeah they mm. breathe they have to surface to breathe air, and they've become extremely efficient at holding breaths um, and obviously, you know, that's like, even with humans. That's remember- so crazy, isn't it? When you think about it, like, before I knew that about whales and, and um, the Dolphins, such, yeah. um, I thought they could just breathe underwater. Yeah. Yeah, like, and it's weird because that... it's funny. It's almost like the same, like it's exactly the same with us. So, like we can swim under the water as long as we can get back to the surface to breathe. Now mm. it only makes mm. sense. Now imagine if you were doing that. Imagine if humans just decided that we were going to live like that, and then 
two million years in the future, our descendants would obviously have became way more efficient than us. Mm. And we were talking a bit about like how we used to do this with our dads and stuff when we were younger on a, sh- a couple of shows mm. back about how mm. literally, I, re- I, I remember going on holiday with my old man and holding my breath as long as I could. And I think the first time I did it was something like 30 seconds. By the time I'd gone home, I'd added something like 15 seconds onto yeah. how long I could. So that mm. was just a week. Yeah. Now imagine like two million years worth mm. of, of doing that. For sure. You know? Um, but where was I going with my original point? Yeah, so if you take like whales, for example, so they started off as almost like a hippo-like creature and then they spent more and more time in the water. So as, as the hundreds and then thousands and then millions of years went by, they became more and more and more adapted just for the water. Mm. So at first their limbs went from like hippo-like weird little like, you know, stubby legs to becoming more like still like still had digits but were like more... You know, um, I guess almost probably like imagine what like a crocodiles are like. Mm. Like they're not fins, but mm. they are very good mm. for sort of going through the water. And with time, they evolved even more to have flippers. But what's really interesting is if you looked at the skeleton of a whale, just like it looks like a hand. just like us, mm. they still have like what would look like essentially four fingers and a thumb. Yeah. I think that with birds as well. Have you ever looked at birds' wings? Like, like, like if you look at birds' wings. Mm. Um, they they are they're like their hands their arms their the, the oh, birds' yeah, yeah, wings yeah, yeah, yeah. are like their arms so, and mm. you can see the fingers like yeah. like like going out in the wing mm. yeah so, so they, it's just like they would they would, fingers that's very simple they would be quite different it would be a little bit different than like the whales in terms of the fact that one of the things that's almost like crazy about whales and you think about with any mammals is how similar we are to all mammals in terms of the fact that yeah you look at the skeleton of like a tiger you look at the skeleton of like a bear or a dog or a whale or us because we're all mammals or like a mouse mm. you can see how intensely similar we are in terms of like our organs are, mm. are roughly in the same mm. place mm. you know you can see almost like the digits and stuff now obviously we are very similar to birds if you go back far enough obviously we are related to birds you'd have to go back a very long a long way um birds evolved from reptiles and obviously reptiles the reptiles they evolved from would have had mm. digits mm. you know like if you think of like a lizard or thinking about a dinosaur, mm. they would have in some way had like feet mm-hmm. with like, you know, bones obviously in the feet. They might have not had the same amount of digits as us or something like that. So it mm. might have been a bit different in that regard. But they would have had like digits in their feet um, and digits in their hands. Whether it was like T-Rex with just two, he evolved to have two. But most dinosaurs had at least three or mm. maybe four in some cases. But um, stuff like that is amazing. Yeah, obviously just getting back to my original point. All I was saying is like, so... Whales are a good example, or cetaceans, dolphins as well, of of um, things that they've just adapted through something that they do regularly to become super specialist at something. To the point where nowadays, really, they rule the oceans. Mm. We've talked about on Pandora's befo- box before about how like nothing messes with a killer whale. They're like mm. the apex mm. predator mm. because they're like one on one. A killer whale is more say deadly than a great white anyway they're about 10 feet longer on average maybe more in some cases it's not that uncommon for for a killer whale to be 30 feet long whereas it's extremely rare for a great white to be 20 feet long for example Mm. then you add on the fact that they are ridiculously more intelligent Mm. um, and they are also pack hunters yeah like i mean it's like it's like expecting like a 10 year old to beat up 10 16 year olds yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah, even if you're even if you're a really savage vicious 10 year old who's really a hard little kid for your age mm-hmm. 10 really smart 16 year olds come along and just want to kick your ass they are going to kick your ass but yeah no it's just made me think about um how cool evolution is in terms of like you know with those guys mm. that just became so you know like that guy on all fours that it was you said that could out outrun mm. a man on two feet mm. 
the interviewer that said he was like race that you know and like that is madness mm. yeah but that's just such a good um that's just almost like a good example of evolution of adaptability in terms of like you just yeah. do something you get good at it and then if your offspring do that as well and carry on the trend and then their offspring mm. before you know it evolution is in is in swing and I thought, uh, like a million years down the line, if there were like a big enough community of people that were living like that, we'd have a whole new subspecies of humankind, mm. yeah. and it'd all be these weird quadrupeds. Well, that's what I find be- interesting you know about. I mean? That's what I Man- find interesting about this guy who's crawling around for this thing. Uh, is his at is XP movement? What's uh, that mean? XP. Just his like name. <laughs> uh, oh, right. His name on um on TikTok, but um. He was showing off his forearms and everything, and they just look crazy. Well, like really muscle it. Yeah. Really. Yeah, just from doing this challenge. Like, the fact to be able to jump around just on two hands and, like, walk around on two hands is crazy. And mm. he's only been doing this for 180 days. Like you said, imagine doing this for, like, a thousand years. Well, mm. luckily, actually, I can almost, like, f- figure out why this would be um, through my knowledge of exercise. Mm. So your forearms basically have, like, two main functions. You have your forearm extensors. <laughs> forearm extensors, which are like the muscles on top of your forearm, and then you've got your forearm flexors, which are the muscles underneath your forearm, underneath it, sort of running along from your palm to your elbow. And your flexors are responsible for any anything that involves this, and extensors are anything that involves an upward motion. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense if you were like this, and imagine pushing up. Well, then you're like tensing your forearm flexor quite um, intensively, mm. and if that's with your whole body weight. Mm. Or at least a large portion of it, because yeah, obviously your sure. feet are going to be taking summer strain. Mm. But I mean, that's a lot to be doing that like your whole entire life. Think it's almost like you ever seen like um, weightlifters or bodybuilders with like a barbell curl, sort of like mm. almost doing like wrist curls. They're obviously, the idea of that is that you're trying to like develop your flexors, or you could do it the other way to develop your extensor. Like it's not surprising why they'd have because you're mm. you're pushing off like that constantly. Yeah, for sure. It's almost like you're just constantly doing like a, a forearm workout. Mm. And it's, it's question. Like, oh, oh, sorry, man. go ahead. Uh, I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, like it's it's crazy. Um, you think of it on an evolution scale and those things over time, mm. but just like what we can do in our everyday life, like in a shorter period of time, that mm. have like these massive differences, like this mm. guy with his forearms and everything, and mm. just that like that adaptability that we have, it's just like crazy, isn't it? Mm. Like yeah divers who can hold their breath for longer and everything it's like you do anything for over an extended period of time enough then your body will just adapt to it weightlifting is a really good easy example of that just because it's it's so visual Mm. i mean like a lot of adaptations are hard to notice until that's until sort of like you'd see somebody doing a specific task weightlifting is a really easy example of that though just purely because you can physically see such obvious results in terms Mm. of like if you lift weights basically what your body is sending your brain is a stimulus saying like okay i'm doing this now so i need to get better at doing it so your brain then diverts resources to make sure that that muscle can get bigger and stronger to make it more efficient at doing the task because your body is very simple in in the way that like if you just do something enough Mm. it will send signals to your brain saying i need to get better (laughs) at this please and your brain will then make that happen okay mm. yeah 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 <laughs> basically so it's like you're, you know you, you you do curls all the time the, the muscle that's responsible for you doing curls is like your bicep and also your forearm a little bit but also but mainly your, your bicep and also a little bit your anterior deltoid but mainly your bicep um you do that your biceps just gonna get big you know you mm. do that you do it you do that like every day you do like you know just four sets of, of barbell curls like pretty much like intensely every mm. single day in like two or three months time people will start commenting on how big your biceps are looking Jacked. you know what i mean yeah pretty, pretty much you know Bring what it, mean? bringing it back one last time just to this guy yeah just crawling around i questioned whether it was de-evolution because obviously as de-evolution. a species devolution yes 
uh, obviously <laughs> as a, as a species. Yeah, it's an astute observation, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is what he said. Yes. Um, what? what? <laughs> as a species, we obviously have evolved to become bipedal. Yeah. For a reason. Yeah. But at the same mm. time, you're looking at this guy, mm. and he's able to, you know, run around on his arms. Like he's clearly a lot stronger Pros just from it. Yeah. You you wonder if if maybe. It's time to go back. Well, the, the, the downside of that, though, is like, what can we do as a result of being bipedal? What what have, what have we got the ability to do? Mm. What's, what's the benefit of being Walk. bipedal? No, no, no. But like, in terms of like, what does it free up for us to use? Our hands. Our hands. Ah, so, yes. like, say if you're we a create oh, yes. a lion is an, a deadly, amazing predator, mm. but a lion can't, can't carve a st- no, <laughs> he can't carve a chair with hand tools mm. out, of a, out of a blog. Yeah, and he can't point a gun at you yeah, and shoot yeah. you if you manage to get away from him and he can't drive a car and he can't hold an iPad mm. or work a computer because he constantly needs to use these to get around mm. yeah so like and like dogs and everything it's like everything becomes about your mouth mm. like I mean, you look at all of yeah. these animals yeah. that walk around it's just everything they do that's any kind of interaction and it's any kind of like yeah. doing mm. anything to the world is with their mouth yeah, by they, biting something, yeah. by licking something, yeah, by sure. like, they you know bite what I mean? to like, like figure out what's yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they snickle the nose, like we can move pick it up things and around. Look around. Yeah, it's but. like your dog Rupert the other day, wasn't he? He was playing around and it, like you know he was like sat on my lap, wriggling around and stuff. And he was like he was like biting me, but like not in, like in an aggressive way. I could tell it was just almost like, that was his. He was like playing, communicating, mm. you yeah. know. So mm. I was just sort of rubbing his face back and that, and then he would like sort of like bite me, you know, like gently and sort of like be like, you know, me. But it was like that was. Because he hasn't got hands and he yeah. doesn't know how to use them like me, so I was He's like, like he "I want to interact with you in some way, to, but yeah. this is my way of doing it." He needs to interact <laughs> with me as much as I was interacting with him, mm. and because what dogs are like, especially something like a spaniel, they are so they love the interaction. Yeah, and it's it's also like what they say about like most shark attacks aren't um, necessarily even because they they want to prey on us. It's either it's either because they they are misidentifying us, but often what it is is because they don't have like arms to like pick up something and check it out. Mm. Their only way of doing it is to like bite. Mm. And because they they don't have the capacity to like think about what they're doing is like potentially devastating to somebody. Do you know what I mean they they just don't think like that. So yeah. they're just like I need to figure out what this is, so I'm just going to bite it and then I'm going to find out from like the taste how it feels in my mouth everything unfortunately for us that could be potentially fatal or like mm. make you lose your leg or something but obviously mm. but they're not necessarily intending to mm. hurt us it's just a byproduct for of sure. it you know it's just a byproduct like even like the other day we were saying about Rupert like if you were like a little old brittle 98 year old then some of the ways that Rupert would bite me might have they might have been uncomfortable mm. but obviously to me it just wasn't really a, an mm. issue and I'm like I like a bit of rough play anyway bit of rough and tumble baby mm. but um you know <laughs> <laughs> you know mm. um but yeah it's just their way of figuring things out isn't it mm. so as a human one of the reasons why apes could even start the stone age they would have never started the stone age when they were still living in trees and using their arms way more it's because it just got to the point where when you start walking up upright it's almost like naturally then suddenly uh, like a bear comes and attacks you it's almost like on instinct one day i expect one of them just picked up a rock and just threw it at the bear mm. and then you're like oh Mm. That was actually really effective. Mm-hmm. That's way better than actually waiting until it's like in my face and then trying to like hit it. Mm-hmm. But I could just pick up like a really big heavy rock, which is way harder than my hands, and just throw it at its face. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the next thing you know, it evolves like, oh well, why don't we we could pick up a spear and throw that? 
mm. you know or then well let's put and a bit of intelligence comes let's into sharpen it and a bit of stone and then put it at the end of that spear and yeah. then throw that and when, and when they're and when they're um they have the sun in their eyes then they can't see you either so then you can start do you know what i mean like that was a that was a huge thing for like hunting mm. um yeah the 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 first bit of technology is like oh. the torpedo in the hand so like yeah, yeah like a stone projectile mm. yeah um and then it's realizing that if you're um if you're away from the wind then they mm. can't smell you mm. and if they're if the sun is facing their eyes they can't see you doing it so ah, you'll stand yeah. with the sun and then chuck uh, the thing and up, it, yeah so what's it so not, not um, upstream but up, like <laughs> up, upwind you need to be upwind you need to be upwind and with the yeah. sun behind you mm. i knew you i know a lot mean? about being upwind because i, I watched um like steve Renella, who's like a really good hunter i know i talked to him about about him a bit before on the, on the show but steve is a really good hunter i watched some really interesting um like videos of him and like episodes of his show with him where he talks obviously a lot about how the importance it makes you realize and appreciate the animals so much because mm. if he is upwind of them they just don't know he's there and then it's almost like if the wind changes boom they like yeah, turn their heads and then whiff. they just sprint like, off whoa that's and do you know what i mean there. as a human you are just not going to catch up with like a freaking yeah. like elk. Elk. Yeah, yeah 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 or something like that if it like tanks it over the freaking mountain and you're looking at like a three-hour hike then just to get over that the yeah, other side just of that to mountain. get a whiff yeah. of it again yeah. anyway i'm loving the chat so far we're gonna listen to a couple tracks now when we come back we're just gonna carry on all this madness absolutely loving this tune at the moment this is um speed of the night time by the darkness this is so 80s loving it you're having a good day, guys. Hope you're enjoying the factoids so far. We got plenty more coming your way. That was Percolate by Lady Al. Before that, we had Speed of the Night Time by The Darkness. Absolutely loving um, The Darkness' latest album, Motorheart. Such a good album. Um, so we're definitely going to be playing a lot of that. Have been playing a lot of that recently anyway, but going to continue playing on more of that. Um, on Friday on The Dark Day, I'm going to play some tracks off Motorheart that we haven't played on Aspen Radio at all as of yet so tune into the dark dale friday eight your turn to check that out guys you are currently listening to pandora's box and i'm your host as always stay in the studio with me we have crochet Oh, wow. I realised I didn't even give you your yeah, nickname, Yeah, I was going to say, I was waiting for my name. Yours is Stitches. Stitches. Oh, I like that. And over here we have Stitches. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise known as, yeah, you're boggly. <laughs> we have Stitches, a.k.a. Mr. Nathaniel Warren, host of the Rap Raider. Like um, hope you guys are having a good day. Cheers for chilling with us. We've been talking all about crazy people running around on their all fours, but getting <laughs> ridiculously good at it to the point where one of the guys could outrun a man on two feet. Mm-hmm. We also then sort of went branched off and I was saying how that reminds me of just evolution in general. You know, how you just, you do something enough, you end up specialising in it, you start adapt, adapting in that way. I was using sort of cetaceans, whales and dolphins as an example of how the, their, their um, ancestor, if you go back far enough, was sort of like a semi-aquatic animal, quite similar to like a hippo, but they just became more and more specialists in the water, spent more and more time in the water, evolved over millions of years into what we now see as whales, you know, which is like, you know, look at a whale now. It doesn't look anything like a hippo, really. Um, so yeah, just interesting stuff. Mm. You saying you want to do this little challenge yourself and become a little crazy four-legged <sighs> I man? I do kind of want to try it. Yeah? I'll be like a human guinea pig. Imagine I know there's, there's like a... a quadruped. Imagine if you just got, like, jacked forearms. <laughs> yeah, mm. and just coming to beat everyone up. Yeah, just coming and you'll be like, <laughs> Captain Neckbeard, what? <laughs> yeah, Slap yeah. yeah. Slap me if you're calling Captain Neckbeard. I think there's, like, a less um, brutal challenge right. where it's like every you do it for 30 e- days eat a cream egg every day for 30 days <laughs> 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 
you do it for every days uh but then every day you add like another minute of walking or so another minute of like walking on your arms or something like that so okay maybe i'll try so that it's good exercise. Just, yeah. so it's just walking on your arms it's well walking it's, it's on walking on all fours, on all fours but fours. i think oh, you fours. as yeah as you get progress through it you want to try and see what you can do you your stabilizer muscles would obviously have to get very strong before you could just do it on your arms because oh, yeah, millions the idea that you would be able to support your entire body weight at like a no weird angle just on your arms that's very mm. impressive because mm. obviously if you do like a handstand that's more sort of balanced than straight mm. up strength mm. isn't it obviously you have to be strong but it's more balanced it's, i would yeah, say yeah yeah um, i'll have to figure out what the challenge is and then I'm making no promises, but I'll try and give it a okay. go. Yeah, I'll try man. and give it a okay. go. I mean, cool. It made me think about because what we were saying about, um, well, what you were saying about how they all had like massively developed forearms. Like, have you ever like looked at like a, a picture of like a lion's forearms? You know what I was obviously saying about like what the roles of your forearm muscles are: your extensor, which is what brings your your hand up, and then your flexor, which brings your hand down. Like, obviously, the way I was explaining it, and then it made me think about it was like put two and two together, like. Obviously, lions have to have to do exactly the same thing. Mm. They're like pushing off, and they're like massive and heavy beasts. I think lions can weigh up to like three hundred kilos. I want to say off the top of my head, maybe a bit lower, but that's mm. that's ridiculously heavy, isn't it? Mm. Yes, it's like three times heavier than me. <laughs> um, that's a big old mammal. Um, but yeah, if, if you like check out some pictures of lions just like chilling out and resting, and it's almost like weird in a way because it makes you realize like how similar, like they look almost like human forearms, mm. but just ridiculously jacked human forearms. Mm. They're like proper proper muscular arms lions you know it's like really cool um but yeah i was like i was um doing some research you know one of my sort of like passions um has always sort of been like sort of in general fitness i definitely prefer like the strength and conditioning side of things so i've always like loved lifting weights and stuff and calisthenics but um i like all sorts really um i'm interested in fitness as a whole and nutrition but um I was watching a podcast recently and then ended up doing a load of research on top of that, like reading some meta-analyses and different studies and stuff. And I found some proper interesting information. Um, I didn't realize it was quite to this extent. I mean, obviously, everybody knows that if you work out and if you have a good diet and stuff that you're going to live longer and be healthier than if you don't. And that's mm. almost just like a given. But I didn't realize actually... And now it's almost like I'm almost like more passionate about the benefits of exercise than ever. Um so let me just like sort of like start off by like saying so like most people know that um obviously if you like smoke um that's that's like a really really obviously like bad for your health so you can increase all-cause mortality um so that's basically means like death by any number of health variables mm. by two to three times by smoking okay? right okay so which is like which is a hell of a lot isn't it 200 mm. to 300 percent mm. you know all-cause mortality rate will increase two mm. to three times from smoking um being diabetic, being diabetic is also in about the same bracket. So if you end up unfortunate enough to become diabetic, you're about two. You know your all-cause mortality rate will raise about two or three times. Mm. Um, all-cause mortality rates, yeah, rise about two or three times for diabetic people. Um, what I didn't know was quite as extreme as this um, was that if you are in the top two point five percent of fitness in, in in the human population, if you were in the top two point five percent of fit people. Um, or people in general, you know, from the whole spectrum, you your all-cause mortality goes down five times. Mm. Five times. So I just think that's like an amazing figure. So that so with that with you could so you could smoke, you could smoke regularly, and as long as you were working out optimally, <laughs> you could still your all-cause mortality would still be two point five percent better than somebody that didn't work out <laughs> at all or smoke. Mm, mm. 
I think, Crazy, that's, a, I think yeah. that's a great mm. statistic, don't you think? Um, and apparently as well, even just like what you is considered like um, a decent level of fitness, like average fitness, you could still improve improve your all cause mortality rate by about three times. Mm. Mm. That's that's a hell of a lot, isn't it? So like you know, heart disease, um, you know, anything like stroke, cancer, anything like that, you can reduce it three times just by being considered what is averagely fit and apparently what that falls under is if you did if you did a cardiovascular workout three times a week for 30 minutes and then just did some strength work on top of that that would be that you would fall under that and then you would you would be essentially three times healthier and have you know three times the potential to not get anything Mm. like a serious life life condition that would end up causing you to die essentially mm. i need to do more than just walking my dog every day yeah <laughs> but another thing that made me think of as well is that like it sounds like um daunting when you think like oh okay well to be like five to, you know to be like five times healthier i'd have to be in the t- top 2.5 percent of people mm. in terms that of fitness. Ain't happening that does <laughs> seem like quite daunting but then when you think about it all that means is for every 100 people, which isn't actually that much really, all you have to then all you need to do is, is be like one of the the two or three fittest out of that 100 people. Mm. Which actually, when you think of it like that, all of a sudden, isn't actually that daunting. Mm. I don't think it is because obviously, <laughs> I think the most exercise I've done in a month is like driving to work, <laughs> <laughs> just like your arm, just like moving the steering. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a lot more. Um, to, to be in the average category but still gain three times oh, yeah. am- the amount like if it's to, the, the average seems a lot more um, you know, oh, 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 achieve- obviously it's way more achievable which, which is crazy that it's still got three times yeah. uh, when when the highest the hardest thing to achieve is five times so it's that's, yeah so that's what we were saying more, about how um, smoking can increase your basically your chance of, of death or serious illness by two to three times so if if um, just being considered averagely fit and like working out, you know, three times a week with both cardio and strength training, um, that could basically cancel out all the negative effects of smoking. Basically, so that's crazy. When does you think it work of, like that? Um, well, uh, it it would seem to me like it does. Like if if, bas- yeah. if basically smoking would increase your chance yeah. of having serious illness by two to three times, and then working out would then lower it by three times, mm. then it's sort of cancelling each other out, isn't mm. it? Obviously, I think that it would be fair to say still that your chances of getting something like cancer or something mm. would still be... Yeah, it's like the effects of that, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? When... just having smoke on your lungs. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Wait, we're going to listen to another track now. This is Hero of the Day. Stick around, babies. When we come back, we're going to carry on this conversation. Let's get fit, everyone. Get pumping. <laughs> Do you want to be the hero of the day? Do you? And break me with a dumbbell. All right. That was Leg of Time by Bill Bailey. Before that, we had Scars by Black Label Society. Nice little song, that. Every Before that, we had Hero of the Day by Metallica. You are listening to Pandora's Box on Aspermint Radio. You might also be watching us on the tubes, if so. I am Obadiah Penny Whistle. This is Mr. Drew Armstrong, but today he is Crochet. Crochet, baby. And this is Mr. Nathaniel Warren, but today he is Stitches. Stitches. That reminds me it reminds me of something like from Home Alone. Hey Stitches. Hey Snakes. Hey Stitches. stitches. (laughs) I'm just talking about how all the latest research on um, working out shows that working out is basically more beneficial than ever so i was saying all the latest um, research shows that um if you are in the top 2.5 percent of fitness 
then your Oracle's mortality rates go down by five times. Can go mm. down by five times. And if you are just considered like averagely fit, and that just means doing working out cardio in your, your cardiovascular system for 30 minutes three times a week, and on top of that, just doing some strength training. And um, apparently that doesn't mean you have to do like crazy squats or deadlifts or anything like that. Mm. Apparently that means things like, um, apparently the most beneficial ways of, of sort of like staying healthy in terms of your strength in a very non-strenuous way are doing things like dead hangs. So like, you know, just like hanging from a chin-up bar. I've heard that, mm. how, how good that is for you to stretch out your back well, and your shoulders and, and everything. It oh. And it improves mm. your grip strength mm. insanely because your grip strength has to be so strong to just hold your body weight on mm. a bar. Um, and your grip strength day to day is probably the most beneficial thing mm. in terms of mm. like carrying Opening stuff. Those jars. Oh yeah, o- yeah, no, <laughs> but serious, yeah. yeah. Opening like thing. If you were like a little old lady widow, widow, widower, yeah. widower, mm. well, widow, widow. If you're a woman, isn't it? Um, and like you know, you're like, you know, you've got um, rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. You know, your husband Frank unfortunately passed away ten years ago. And you've got like an extra tight jar of pickles you're trying to open. Then, mm. you know, you say you're like, you know, you're, you've got some children, but they live in Woking and you mm. live in Norwich. Mm. Mm. Just hang you know. from a bar. You know, <laughs> then, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you just going to from that bar. You're just, just going to yeah. give up. You're just going to give yeah. up, aren't you? Yeah. But yeah, if you start doing some <laughs> dead hangs, <laughs> Ethel will be in as many pickles as she damn likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I heard um, Joe Rogan talking about it and saying like he had like problems with his back or something, mm-hmm. but like um, started doing all of these Dead hangs hands, yeah. and it just improved all of like neck and mm. back problems and stuff. Well, one of the re- one of the things that, that one of the reasons why I, th- I think that probably is is because um, have you guys heard like the term like s- slipping a disc? Mm-hmm. For example, yeah. that's actually like a bit of a misnomer. You don't you don't really slip a disc. Um, your discs actually are like little sponges, right? And they contain fluid. And what happens oftentimes with like people that lift lots and lots of weights, like heavy weights do lots of heavy deadlifts and squats and stuff and other sort of strenuous exercises, is imagine, as I said, using that sort of like sponge analogy, it's almost like, um, whereas normally it's like filled up with fluid, because it's like squeezed, the fluid comes out of it. And as a result, it can cause... Like your the actual bones of your spine, yeah, to touch, sometimes to, to grind, rub, and yeah. it can also cause issue with your nerves because obviously mm. your spine is your nervous system. Oh, it's making me back that's, feel funny. That's why. That's why if say you broke your lower back, unfortunately, people can end up mm. paralyzed from the waist down because mm. it's not it's not the spine itself; it's the nerves. Mm. It's your nervous system. So um, you can get like shooting pains and all sorts of weird stuff if you if you uh, it's called dehydrating. So mm. you, if you you can ha- end up with dehydrated discs. The good thing about that is over time it's um i say easy it's it's not it's not one of those things that's going to heal overnight it will take about six months to a year but your 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 discs can actually free fill up with fluid again Mm. all you need to be is not stupid enough to just carry on doing what you was causing it in the first place Uh, because obviously you are just going to cause continued deterioration to the Mm. point where you will cause serious Mm. damage to the point where you might not be able to ever recover from it but if you start having these issues and you know, you go get yourself checked out. Maybe have an MRI or something. It's very easy for um, a radiographer, um, um, you know, to, to to see if what the condition of your discs are and stuff like that. And then they'll they'll tell you. But if you've got dehydrated discs, then you can just rehabilitate it with very gentle exercises, like as you were saying, dead hangs and things like that. Will actually encourage them getting better mm-hmm. rather than making them worse, like heavy squats and deadlifts. Um, and give yourself a little bit of time and you'll be the same as you were before again mm. you know 
I found it really interesting. I didn't know it before about um, like fusion of bones that happens in mm. men in males at like mm. the lower part of your back, like the base of your back. Like apparently, it's very common in in males, and um, it you, the bones will actually fuse together. What? what in your lower spine? In your lower spine, in the lower part of your back. Yeah, um, there was this guy who was talking about That's it, crazy. and he was talking about the benefits of like yin yoga, but like because um, yin yoga is basically like where you would do these kind of. St- uh, it's not anything where you you have movement mm. it's where you apply pr- pressure but where you apply pressure to your joints like being pushed together mm. and normally in any exercise if there's movement um that's involved with that they're like stay away from that because you'll cause damage but over prolonged periods if you just hold it in that position mm. where that pressure which you'd never want to do in exercise it can have like massive benefits to yep. the, your circulatory system and everything mm-hmm. and he was saying that there's a that you know so you do all these spine ones where you kind of go on your front and then like really stretch out your spine he says that's so good for the lower part of your back mm. because yeah in men they can fuse together the actual bones I, I, oh, I, didn't, like, know, I, didn't, I didn't know that about fusing I know that mm. obviously as you grow up so like a baby has like twice as many bones as like an adult Whoa, what? I didn't know that. Yeah, I can't remember the exact number. Would you be able to look it up for me, please, young Bullwinkle slash Stitches? Yeah, so basically, when you're born as a baby, you have loads of little bones, mm. right? And then as you develop into an adult, your bones, a lot of your bones fuse together so that by the time you're fully grown, you have about half as many bones as you do when you were born as a baby. Mm. Babies have loads of tiny bones. Mm. Adults have not so many big bones. Essentially. I always find it crazy on the babies as well. At the top of the head, you've got that area that's open. Yes. And it's really like weird. an egg like a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. And like, because the, the bone hasn't fused together on the top of the and head. And one of the best ways to tell if your mm. baby is dehydrated, because also you never want your child to be de- dehydrated, as if, if your child is slightly dehydrated, you can see the dip. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my oh. god. So you, yeah, you, you see don't, the whole dip. You don't on top ever of the head. want to be able to see the dip. Ah, because obviously nice if, there's enough, if there's enough fluid, <laughs> you won't be able to tell it. You'll be able yeah, to feel it. Yeah. You won't be able to see it. That's why you have to be careful. Say, so like if your if your baby gets like a sickness bug and it has like diarrhea or mm. and it can't keep like water down, you have to be really, really careful. If you if it gets yeah. too much of a dip, then it's a real big warning sign. Yeah. And then it's when you need to start thinking about, you know, rehydration sachets or in serious rehydration sachets <laughs> or in serious cases, you know, they need to go in the hospital and have an IV. Yeah. Just to get that fluid in their system. You know? So a baby's body has about 300 bones at birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you say, these eventually fuse slash grow together mm-hmm. to form the 206 bones that adults have. So Whoa. you lose... So they got 100 um, yeah, you more have, than us, mm, pretty much. Crazy, Just under 100, yeah. So yeah, I, I knew math, that, but, but I didn't know what you were saying. Mm. Um, I do think they're like things like yoga are so worthwhile doing mm. i just think you know because essentially what you're doing is you're taking your body through every single possible range of motion in a controlled and gentle way mm. um and that's only gonna one a lot of the issues that we have whether it's in terms of like um you know we we're talking about earlier about almost like physical deformities with like the chinese ladies feet and with african ladies necks mm. and mayan skulls um it can, you know, one of the reasons we have of like mild deformity in the West is like, say, people that live like sit in desk jobs all day long, they can end up with like curved spikes. So you know, you end up with like, that weird. I think this is part posture. of the uh, part of the fusion you know, thing. It's because of desks yeah. and stuff. You, you know, you should almost like naturally the best healthiest way is almost to think like think like big chest. So it's almost like mm. your shoulders should be quite back naturally. Your shoulder blades should be back, and your chest should be. Up. What you have of people that work at desks a lot, and I, I know a couple of people that literally look like this, and they'll openly admit it. Hunchback. Uh, um, yeah, well, sort of like a minor hunchback, I guess. Yeah, but they've developed this posture, yeah. and now this is their their normal posture. Whereas a normal posture as a as a human being should be straight. like this. Nice and straight. Posture. Your shoulder blades should be retracted, hmm. and your chest should be pronounced, not like hmm. this. You know. Hmm. 
Should be like that. Yeah, stick that chest out. Be proud. Yeah, stick your boobies <laughs> yeah, out to the straight. world, guys. Stick your boobies out to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to quickly just like say, because I know I said earlier on about, um, you know, if you've got some damage to your discs, um, you know, not to do like, you know, heavy deadlifts and squats for a, a while. I do just want to quickly say, though, that doesn't mean that I, I um, don't think that if you're a healthy person, you shouldn't do deadlifts and squats. I'm talking about it's it's very it's people that push deadlifts and squats to the very extreme that I'll end up with issues like this. And mm. even then, usually if you are smart and you figure out the symptoms early and you can go and get it diagnosed, mm. you can realize it and then you can take a step back, you know, mm. use your noggin, listen to what the doctor says and you can recover. Mm. For the average person, doing squats and deadlifts will do you far more good than bad. Not only will it promote good posture for you, but it'll increase your overall body strength like phenomenally and as with what we were saying about these studies that I've been reading recently, one of the reasons why you know you can you can reduce all cause mortality rates and become a healthier, fitter person in general is just by being stronger. Mm. Might, we might take it for granted now, us three, because you're 18, I'm 32, you're 31, mm. and we're all like relatively healthy. None of us are obese, anything like that. Um, but even mm. things like um, getting up off a chair. Mm-hmm. If 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 you're like a little old man mm. who hasn't done any physical activity for sixty years, just getting up off a chair can be difficult. If you've got really strong legs and back, it's going to be easier and I strong think... arms to push yourself up. Mm. Walking up a steep set of stairs, you need leg strength to do that. Totally. So doing things like squats on a regular basis, even if they're just body weight squats, mm. will inc- you know will make you a lot stronger. And they, as I said, it's good for your posture as well because apart from anything else, it's keeping you limber. In that whole range of motion from being stood up in a normal stood up posture all the way to squatting all the way down, mm. you know, ass to grass as they call it. Mm. And it kil- keeps you your body comfortable being in that range of motion. Um, I do like some strength and conditioning on the side as well as um, like all of the, the like this stuff we do on Pandora's box and, and um, everything else. And um, like my the number one issue I see with people when I get them to start squatting isn't how much they can squat because that isn't even an issue that's not even really like a big problem what someone can squat initially when they first come and train with me isn't like like relevant it's not relevant to Mm -hmm. me really it does because that's that's the thing that's easy to improve on the thing that i find most limiting with a lot of people is that they physically can't even like get down to a decent squat position Mm. you know so it's Mm. almost like trying to drive a car without a steering wheel or something it's like you know, it doesn't matter how big the engine in the car is. You just need a, like a steering wheel, say, to get going. And if you haven't got that, you need to get to the point where you, know, you can drive that car. Start mm. with the posture, yeah. You know? pose. Mm. So usually it requires about a month or two of like specific mobility work. to the, And then and someone like then you can start the training with the squats. Mm. So, you know, so it's like, but squatting on a regular basis will obviously stop you from ever even needing to get to that point mm. where you will then actually mm. need to do like a load of mobility work just to squat because if you squat all the time it's like me I'm a big bloke and that but because I've just squatted regularly all the time since I left school I have no problem squatting I can I can go in the lotus position fine mm. you know I just I could I could sit down f- fully squatted and I would feel quite comfortable there with my hands off the ground mm. for mm. like ages you know? I've got such tight hamstrings yeah that's another uh, thing which is another that's thing another thing that from sitting down in chairs yeah because when you sit at a 90 degree angle, your your hamstrings are like tensed, essentially. Mm. You think of like a bicep, your hamstrings are very similar to like a bicep in terms of like your hamstring curls your leg back, mm-hmm. right? Um, so like the quads almost have the same function as your tricep and the hamstrings have the same function as your bicep. 
Um, and when you're sitting in this angle time, imagine if your like biceps are tense like this all the time, mm. it ends up really, really, really tight. Mm. But so then what happens then when you want to be like this yeah. and you want to stretch out? Yeah. Well, then it feels horrible and it feels like almost like your bicep might tear. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's because we sit in chairs all the time. Mm. You end up in this weird 90 degree angle and you can spend without realizing it because you're just busy, hard at work doing whatever your job is. You can spend end up spending like half of the day like it mm. sometimes totally, probably more yeah mm. yeah and then and then you suddenly start trying to do some exercise or something and you realize what these ridiculously tight hamstrings because your hamstrings heartening as well it, the default position of your hamstrings should be how you are stood up and then mm. they are in a neutral position they're not mm. overly stretched and they're not overly contracted mm. you know you can't if you go from an overly contracted oh, see, position I think of them as stretched but they're not so when they when you're up no, straight they're, they're neutral yeah mm. yeah mm. so when you if you were saying going to do like what's known as like a romanian deadlift or a stiff legged deadlift where you keep your legs relatively straight but then bend over at your torso mm-hmm that's under gonna, load that's that'll stretch, stretch them, them out mm. but to people that have tight hamstrings that feels really yeah, uncomfortable yeah really uncomfortable and you'd probably want to work on your mobility mm. before you started doing anything like that with any serious load mm. any serious because i see it with like yoga even just like standing up straight but mm. keeping my legs straight and then bending my body over to like touch my toes mm. i cannot do that at all i've got to bend my knees like something chronic just to be able to put yeah. my fit hands to the floor and it's know? funny because if you looked at both of us i spent most like 90 percent of people would probably think see, oh, he's, he's more limber that, you, that yeah you, you'd be fine it easy and i wouldn't mm, but it's but because no. but you could you can probably bend over and and keep your legs straight can't and you? more i yeah. can put my knuckles on the floor mm, stood mm. up with my legs completely straight and it's mm. just because i've yeah all this i do stuff on a regular basis that keeps my hamstrings loose mm. you know and i think what you always say as well like um it was a misconception of me with with uh training and stuff like where i go to the gym and i do back and then i do arms and then i do mm. legs a different day and stuff like actual doing things and doing movements that that target your whole body or as mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. as many muscles as possible is way better than, for you yep. than just targeting like like specific muscles like constantly a hundred percent what you see mm. with most people especially young lads is what they go in and they do what's known as sort of like bro splits in the gym so the idea is is that you would do like chest mm. on monday and yeah. then you would do like back yeah, on tuesday and to be honest that's just really like an inefficient way of working out that's good for a very very small percentage of the population and, and unfortunately that's a small pop percentage of the population that tend to be in the magazines and that's the that's the stuff that the young lads buy but there's no disclaimer or advice actually in the magazines that say you shouldn't work out like this and that's the ask like that you see like the big jacked bodybuilders and it's sort of like a very very almost like overly simplistic but natural way of thinking where like as a human being especially like you can imagine like a young 17 year old lad you buy like a bodybuilding magazine you look at like some you know whoever's mr olympia or like the rock or something's in it or like a, an article from Arnold Schwarzenegger from when he was like 30. And it's like, right, so Arnold Schwarzenegger did this. So I'm going to do this and then I'm going to look like them. But that's like, that's that's not like the, the case at all. And what you're not seeing is, what you should be thinking is, how did they train to get to the point where they were training like that? Mm, so mm. the bigger and stronger and more muscular you get, the more you have to train in a specific fashion. So if, you, if you, your chest is massive, if you have, to, if you have a freaking 50-inch chest... Mm then your chest is so massive, you need to give it a hell of a lot of work to work it out the same way that a 17-year-old lad with like a flat chest hmm. would have to work his chest for the same amount of stimulus, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So for most, for the majority of the population, um, what, you would, what would be far more beneficial than doing like chest day, back day, leg day, arm day, would be doing like three or four full body workouts a week spread out where you did everything. 
mm. did everything. And you can decide whether you do it in straight sets or whether you do it in giant sets. Giant sets is, say, like taking four exercises and almost doing it like a circuit. Mm. Or you can do it like super sets. So you could pair like a chest and the back exercise um, and then do like a leg and like a shoulder exercise or something. So, you know, for example, the best way to work out, say you did like Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you could do like some sort of chest exercise, whether it was push-ups, parallel bar dips, bench press of some kind, do like four sets of that, do four sets of some sort of back movement. As I said, up to you, whether you, where it's pull-ups, dumbbell rows, barbell rows, whatever, lat pull-downs, do like four or five sets of like, you know, squats, I always mm. say say squats because that's just like the best lower body exercise, squats, and then three, you know, three or four of like some shoulder exercise, lateral raises or overhead um, barbell or dumbbell press, um, some stuff on top of that if you want to, just like some curls or some tricep work, and then something usually that will get like your heart rate going. Um, so then like you know some kettlebell swings do like 100 kettlebell swings mm. or something like that at the end just for, just full for, body workout just, baby just for general <laughs> fitness but still developing that strength um, but getting some good cardiovascular work in as well some good conditioning um, and also um, something like a kettlebell swing really works on what's called your hip hinge just keeps your whole hips healthy and almost like what I would what I would call in like a tongue-in-cheek fashion like you're humping the mm. humping motions mm. do you know what I mean if you think about you like a, nice a, 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 yeah you want your humping <laughs> motion strong you want you don't want to have a feeble hump you want to have a powerful hump yeah you know you don't want to be known for your feeble humping <laughs> you know so obviously when you do like a kettlebell swing you put the weight in between your leg and then you swing it and then you're contracting your um your like hips your your pushing them through and almost like yeah and like a joke way and like almost like a humping mm. a humping motion mm. so that'll strengthen up that'll strengthen up your glutes your, your lower back your hamstrings and that whole hip hinge will become really strong and it's really important to have a strong hip hinge mm. yeah again as we were saying if you're like an elderly elderly person and you have a weak hip hinge you've got a weak lower back and, and glutes and, and hamstrings and stuff you're gonna break your hip yeah you're gonna find it hard to get up from your couch mm. Mm. You know, mm. where you know you don't want to be like that. You want to s- have a spring in your step. Mm. You want to J- bounce off that couch. Yeah, you jump up, bounce right off that couch. <laughs> oh yeah. And we're going to listen to a song now. I picked this one because, um, as I said earlier on in the show, we watched um, Highlander on Saturday uh, uh, to celebrate my thirty-second birthday. And me and um, Crochet, Mister Drew Armstrong over here, we're loving it along with our friends who swore the gold. Um, this is Who Wants to Live Forever by Queen. So, guys, get your tissues ready. Not like that. Because mm-hmm. um, it's emotional, <laughs> you dirty beggars. Um, and yeah, feel at one with yourselves. It's time to uh, have a little quiet moment in the corner. Oh, shed a tear. Lovely. Think about somebody that you love. How long do you reckon a, a dolphin can hold its breath underwater then? About an hour. I reckon a couple of weeks. <laughs> no, you pillock. Eight to ten minutes. Oh. oh, not as long as I thought. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I reckon a couple, eight of weeks. To, couple of weeks. Eight probably. to ten minutes. <laughs> That's mad, isn't it? That's not very long. That's no. not very long. To be fair, mate, I shouldn't have called you a pillow. That's, un- <laughs> that's, that's mean. There are stuff that I would be so ignorant about that you would know about. But, um... Yeah, you pillow. <laughs> uh, I, I, w- I would have expected it to be a lot longer than that. I'd say really? at least like 20 minutes. I would have minutes. thought it would. I would, yeah, and you I, said an hour. I thought so about an hour. Like, yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Look up how long sperm whales can hold mm. a breath for. Because they, they die. Surely it so depends on, on the dolphin. I reckon whales. Yeah, I reckon. Proper. I reckon sperm whales would be a lot longer. For a start, they've got a lot bigger lungs. Uh, and also, they dive a lot deeper. A couple of weeks. No. <laughs> 
Mm. I reckon with them it might be like closer to an hour. 90 minutes. 90, see? An hour and a half. Whoa, that's cool. Almost a week? Did you just say almost a week? That was brilliant. (laughs) 90 (laughs) minutes. See? Almost a week. (laughs) (laughs) Not far off. What about about a... um... What about a leopard? (laughs) (laughs) How long can a leopard hold its breath? (laughs) What about a leopard? (laughs) what 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 are the um you know the um the mass the blue is it a blue whale blue whale yeah largest creature that ever mm. lived that we know of Ooh. although <laughs> that's a, exactly exactly that is a blue whale is there a blue whale in the studio oh um, so a blue whale is shorter it's 60 minutes do you know why i reckon that um, is just purely because sperm whales have adapted to dive really deep and if you mm. think about it it will take a long time just to get to those real de- mm. like low depths so you don't want to get to the point where like oh, do you know what actually i'm starting to get a little bit out of breath mm. well the, if it takes you freaking 15 minutes just to get back to the surface mm. by that point you could have fucking died couldn't you yeah what about a fish <laughs> what about a killer whale then what do you reckon a killer whale killer whale uh i reckon a bit more than a dolphin but obviously not as long as a whale oh well 20 minutes. they are wet 20 minutes no i reckon 25 minutes 15 minutes oh oh, oh you were closer you're oh. like yeah. <laughs> pillar <laughs> <laughs> Who's the clever one now, mate? Hey, hey. <laughs> Winkles pulled, pulled it back. Yeah, a couple back. of weeks wasn't so silly Paul now, Winkle. was it? Back of the net, mate. Back of the net. Bullwinkle's done the pull, Winkle. <laughs> bull on the pull. <laughs> well, we got a bull on the pull here. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fucking bull on the pull right here, mate. It's fucking four down. Overtime. He's pulled it back. <laughs> mm. Oh man. Uh, I can't think of any other whales now, so that's that's the end of that game. Yeah, any, any others would almost be like just overly trivial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a one min- too many questions. A minky whale. Mm. I want to know how long a minky whale can hold its work. <laughs> didn't, didn't for some reason that just reminded me. Do you remember once my old man went on a weird tirade about like a minky whale had mated with like a <laughs> like some other type of whale? And the, what even was what? that about? <laughs> I can't some remember. T- that was on one of the old shows, wasn't it? You know, he just like sometimes says something fucking weird, doesn't even make sense. My old man just went on this weird tirade. About if like a minky whale had sex with like a sperm whale, oh yeah, and then he was like, and then it'd be like a minky pinky, um, a minky <laughs> oh, pinky yeah, sperm yeah, whale. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, we were just like, what the fuck are you on about? Pinky. What is a minky pet? <laughs> <laughs> what is a minky pinky sperm? <laughs> there's a type of whale just called a minky whale, like M I N K E, mm. and then there's obviously a sperm whale, and then I think for some reason my old man just just went on some weird tangent about it. it didn't nice. even didn't, literally didn't make any sense, mate. Nice. Didn't make any sense. What? Let's get it on. Sorry, man. What would you say is your favourite time of day? Night time. Like a minute. A minute? What, I have to get a... Like, like an a, hour. 11 minutes like, like an to hour. 10. Like what, what, what is your favourite point in the day? Oh, that's too hard, man. Mm-hmm. That's too hard. It's too hard. Too I hard. Like Dinner a, time. That's what she said. <laughs> I like <laughs> a, a 10 o'clock what, morning. Evening? Oh, 10 in the morning. Like starts of the day, you know, you've got a whole day ahead of you. Look the day is things. dawning. Exciting. My name Morning's is Nathaniel. Morning's here. <laughs> Morning is here. Darkness Everything is clear. Is lovely. <laughs> you know that? Have you seen that on Friends? I like that episode. Where there's the there's a black dude and he's just in the oh yeah uh, yeah in in the in the um, apartment opposite and he just Good wakes morning. up and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. morning's here morning is here oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Joey loves him doesn't yeah. he yeah. Joey but, loves like, it. Rachel hates it and she yeah, swaps yeah. rooms with Joey yeah, for some yeah. reason yeah. she wakes up she's like oh my god and Joey's like what the morning guy I love that guy yeah <laughs> morning's here 
Morning is here. Sunshine is near. Darkness is clear. Morning's here. Who does want to live forever? Would you guys want to live forever? No. I want to live no, forever. Nah. Forever. Well, I think it's we a do, long but time. In a, in, not in not in our bodies. Mm. Yeah, mm. like Yoda, like Master our Yoda. To live on. Like yes. Obi Wan Kenobi or Yoda, that sort of way. If mm. you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you could yes. possibly imagine. <laughs> and then just like live on in some weird, cool sort of like, like my ideas spirit guru mm. way. Speaking of ideas, I um I've got a new little hobby that I've been doing. Oh yeah, what's that? Other than walking around on all fours. Uh, so yeah, I, I, my two things are now are just crawling around the floor um, yeah. and playing this new game. Well, so new I want to put people onto it. So the game is called Wordle. Have you heard of it? I have not. Wordle. Um, Wordle. 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 I don't know how behind I am on the curve of this. Mm. Um, I don't know if, if it's been popular for a little while, but I just saw it on TikTok and I was like, I'm going to give that a go. Right. It's basically just a little game. You guess a five-letter word. You've got six goes to guess this five-letter word. If you get a letter in the correct place, then it goes green. And if the letters are in the word but not in the correct place, it goes orange. Mm. And it's actually a lot more fun than it sounds. I reckon I'd enjoy that. It is really good. It, yeah. Played it yesterday. Mm. Uh, the word was null or null. Oh, yeah. Say. K-N-O-L-L. Which isn't like the word. Sorry, say that again. K N O L L L L. Yeah, like a like a like, like a, a like Brent Brent Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like a hill sort of thing. You wouldn't you wouldn't think of that, would you? I wouldn't but know no. how to. You spell just do it based off based <laughs> off the know letters. How to spell that on it. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> real fun game. Yeah, I like it. Can we play it on air? Yeah, we could do. Yeah, is it quite on? an easy one to? It's uh, I don't know. It's it's quite hard mm. purely Maybe. because of the fact that as soon as you start playing it, every word that you have ever known leaves your brain. Your yeah. <laughs> but, um, I don't even know your own name anymore. Now, where am I? What even are we sat at? You know what I mean? What's we could maybe, going on? Yeah, I don't, if maybe we could next week... Yeah, we yeah could let's play, get that we could start, start it at the feature. start of the show cool, yeah. and then fun. try and play it throughout. Yeah, interactive. Mm. Absolutely. Interactive feature. While you guys are um, thinking about that, I'm going to say, do you know what? A couple of weeks ago, I said I was going to do a philosophical quote from now on, every single show. Ooh. And then literally, last week... Brain fart. For, first show after. <laughs> it wasn't even a brain fart, we just ran out of time. Yeah, we literally yeah. just ran out of time. I, I couldn't send a philosophical quote. So I'm going to give you guys two this week right, oh. to make up for it, and I'm going to carry on doing one every week. This, sure is the, this, is, this is one that I always really liked, and it resonated with me because I think it's always been important to me to at least attempt to try and better myself in every way, not in just one way so this is the society that separates its scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools and i just thought that is a great quote and i really agree with that you do not want your thinking to be done by cowards and you don't want your fighting to be done by fools do you Mm. you want you want you want your thinkers to be honest strong people Mm. With strength comes like dignity and pride and stuff like that, and you don't want your, you don't want your um your warriors to essentially be a bunch of dumb henchmen, mm. do you? No. Totally. Oh, we're just gonna kill this Need village. Need a little balance. Gonna just kill this village of people now because we got told to. Mm. No, you don't want mm. to be like that, do you? Mm. No. You want it to be like you know rational thinkers, logical thinkers. You know, um, I think that's a good way to go by. Try and improve yourself physically and mentally because it's all linked. You know? Oh, yeah. Yes. Physically, mentally, spiritually, it all interacts. You know, if your body's really out of whack, your mind will probably be a bit out of mm. whack too, and vice versa. You know, so try and, you know, read a book, have a workout, listen to some music that 
teaches mm. you something or read some poetry or read some philosophy you know balance yourself if you're interested Absolutely. in something find out more about it mm. make yourself a more well-rounded human being you know um of course none of us will ever be perfect but we can always strive to be the best us that we can be you know mm. the best us we can be i should like that should be your quote like that a lot like it huh should be your quote oh thanks mate mm-hmm. thanks mate thanks Steve. so let's let's give you guys another one let's give you guys another one because i missed that on last one all this thinking all this thinking i know <laughs> blow my mind I, i've saved so many so uh, i like this one um because i understand that it's not easy for everybody to be optimistic i think you know some people naturally suffer from anxiety and are more prone to things like depression than other people so i'm sympathetic that it's not um it's not as easy for some people to be positive as it is for others that said we can always strive to be as positive as we can be because there's a broad spectrum Uh, i like this quote a pessimist will always see the difficulty in every opportunity whereas an optimist will always see the op the opportunity in every difficulty Oh, I, I like that a lot. I really, Ooh. I really like that one. I think that's just, mm. <clears throat> and I, I think we all probably, whether it's from work or whether it's from your personal life, we all know people that fall into both of those categories. Mm-hmm. I know some people. It's almost like I could say the most, what in my opinion was the most like overwhelmingly good news, and they'll somehow have this like somehow spin on it mm. that almost like baffles me in terms of like how they've managed to almost like take some sort of negative from it, mm. and I'm like, what? Mm. And you also were around some people that <clears throat> just don't ever see almost like a problem in anything. Yeah. You know, and it's I. It's nice to be around people like that, you know? Because mm. let's face it, like, there are times when life's going to be hard anyway, regardless of your viewpoint. Mm-hmm. We all have struggles. There are all times that you're like, something happens. You know, let's face it, cars break down. Relationships sometimes go tits up. You know, sometimes you just fall flat on your ass physically. you find the funny side. Physically, yeah. mentally, or emotionally. Mm. Yeah, but it's an uh, outlook. Yeah. You know, mm. you know it's not about... Yeah. You know, you're not a loser for getting knocked down. You know, mm. you're a loser if you choose not to get up again. You know, it's mm. that whole sort of mentality, you know? Because we all get knocked down. You mm. know, but you just got to get back up, get on that horse and ride that son out of town. Oh, yeah. I like that, man. I like that a lot. Yeah, baby. So, um, have you got a question for us this week, young man? A question? Young I will stitches. think of a question. You don't have I to think, think about it. Do you want me to go on to talking about Attila the Hun? Yes. I, wanted, I wanted to talk about Attila the yes. Hun for a little bit. <laughs> Only because we've talked about um, several other historical figures. We talked about Genghis Khan. Um, I've talked a little bit about um, Hannibal of Carthage mm. and stuff, and that always goes pretty well. So the I thought, White Death. You spoke a little bit about the White Oh, yeah, that Finnish sniper. Senior Heha. Senior Heha. That Finnish <laughs> sniper. Yeah, so I thought we'd talk a little bit about Attila the Hun. Because um, I think everybody knows, as everyone's heard of Attila the Hun. Um, but not many people know much about him. No, I don't know. I don't know anything. No. So he was born in 406 AD. So uh, quite a, a, a fair bit before um, Genghis Khan. Mm. About 600 years before Genghis Khan, and he was he was born um, in sort of like mid Asia. Mm. But rather than like what Genghis Khan did, was he sort of for the most part developed his territories east and pushed into like China and tried to invade it. Um, Japan and stuff like that. Attila the Hun did the opposite. Mm. He sort of pushed his empire west and ended up going as far as he conquered and had parts of his empire in like Italy, Spain, Greece. So he went from like Central Asia and then conquered parts. Um, He also, because of the time he lived in, so in about sort of like 400, 
to sort of 500 AD. That was um, the Roman Empire as we knew, as we know it now was sort of starting or like what we would think of as like the heyday of the Roman Empire it was starting to sort of fall into decline so it was around sort of around about 500 AD that most of the Romans they pulled out of, of Britain for example and also by this point in history you had the Western Roman Empire and the Eastern Roman Empire the Western Roman Empire sort of crumbled quicker than the Eastern Roman okay. Empire and the Eastern Roman Empire um, became known as Byzantium um, and the capital of that was modern day well Modern day Istanbul. It was what's right. known as Constantinople. It was Constantinople when it was owned by the the Byzantines. But I think it's important to say the Byzantines pretty much just saw themselves as Romans. But we know them now, almost like to make it easier to to, to know exactly specifically who we're talking about. And we call them about we call them the Byzantines, and we call that sort of region Byzantium. So um, he ha- Attila the Hun had a lot of run-ins with um, the Byzantines, and I think it's one of the things that's like fair to you know. To, to give his sort of credit to to um, Attila the Hun, to give credit to him, was that um, the like the the Romans, like the Eastern Roman Empire, they were like pretty damn scared of Attila the Hun. Right. So like he used to um, he used to like raid Roman settlements and Roman towns and stuff. Um, and whereas I feel like in the heyday of like the Roman army, it was almost like if you'd almost like dared did that, it would almost be like dared to do that. It would almost be like a death sentence mm. for the most part. Whereas like he did it like you know he would he would almost like make a point he wanted everyone to know it was him he did it he there wasn't really any repercussions for it because they were more scared of him than he was of them wow that's crazy Ooh. yeah the Romans yeah. were like that so his his um he was the ruler of the Huns mm. as in Tilo the Huns a bit funny in in modern life yeah when you because think when, you, when you think of like UOK mm. Hun oh for okay. example yeah, which yeah, is a show yeah. on Astromate Radio which is a mm. Hun of a different kind mm. so nowadays you think Attila the Hun we think of him he's like you know he was a ruler of this tribe mm. called the Huns which mm. were these like mm. warrior barbarians why have, why have Huns them... nowadays are like hey Hun yeah why, have, <laughs> why why did Germans get the nickname of Huns because of um, the Austro-Hungarian Empire ah, and they okay. are called Huns but I do ah, think the name okay. Hungary comes from the Huns really I'm not actually 100% sure but I think I think that is the case 100% sure I'm not <laughs> a Hun Druid percent sure, but um, I reckon it, I think that most likely, and as I said, th- I th- this is me just almost putting two and two together. So I might be wrong. I think that most likely what happened was there were some Huns that settled in that region, and it became known as like Hungary, which probably mm. much means something like land of the Huns, mm. and then it became known as obviously there was the Austro-Hungarian. Like yes, which mm. was like Northman's land. Mm. It was known as sort of like you know the land you know that's where the Northmen lived, and then it just became known as Normandy in, in France. Mm. An astute observation there, my friend. Um, that makes the most sense. Usually, the 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 option that makes the most sense yeah. is is the right one. Yeah. Usually, you just need yeah. to sort of figure out out the code if that makes mm. sense. It says here that Hungary uh, just comes from Latin, right? But what's the name? But where, where? But what does it mean? What does it mean? The Latin name itself derives from the ethnonyms Hungary, Hungary, and Ugri for the steppe people. The steppe people, yeah. That conquered the land today known as Hungary in the 9th and 10th centuries. 9th and 10th centuries. Hmm. Okay, so maybe it didn't. Maybe. I don't know. They still could have been the Huns. I'm not sure. They would have come from the steppes, I think. Mm. I think until the Hun, you know, the the Hun people did come from the The steppes. Whether it's like the same people. I'm not. I. I don't. To be honest, I just don't know enough to say yay or nay. So we'll have to come back to that another time. Attila the Hun always reminded me. <laughs> this mm. Sounds so dumb. Always reminded me of Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> 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 Why? 
Because of the name, Attila the Hun. Mm. Jabba Jab- the Hutt. Oh, Jabba the Hutt, Attila the Hun. Yeah, I see. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I can almost see like that. a lead ruler. I, did, well. I, I was like wondering what you were getting at. I was like, what was there like some characteristic that about him? What like he was like he he apparently he looked like a massive slug. <laughs> or something like that. He had a, he had a sail. He had a really nice sail barge. He sometimes would sacrifice people to the great pit of Sarlacc or whatever. Mm. You know, that's mm. that's why. That's why. But yeah, so Attila he was born in 406 AD. He used to often make ra- raids on Byzantium. He even got to the point in the end where the Eastern Roman Empire would just pay would pay him gold just to not raid them anymore. Oh. That's how scared they were of him. Whoa. And one thing that's there's, there are some some real parallels between Attila and and um, Genghis Khan. So, for example, um, they were both horse lords. So, in both Mongolian culture and in Hunnish culture. Um, horses were like sacred mm. and beings. coming from the steppe I guess that is yeah. the, the case you know yeah and they all of their warfare was conducted on horseback so mm. they were like masters of cavalry and horseback warfare with both sword and bow in that respect obviously yet again just the same as the Mongols mm. um, and it was almost like symbolic and almost like um, sacred to them that they would um, have all of their negotiations and stuff on horseback and I think what was almost like a real turning point in almost like the power shift between the Ro- uh, the Eastern Roman Empire, the Byzantines, and um, and the Huns was that when the the Byzantines wanted to negotiate with Attila, and Attila can see you know said like okay we'll we'll get together and we'll we'll negotiate basically because Attila knew that they were scared enough of him that they would probably just give him loads of gold and stuff save him the effort of raiding. When he did, it was it was it was um. Byzantine tradition, Roman tradition, that you would obviously like get off your horse and you would either stand face to face or you would go and sit at a table, much like we would today, to negotiate. But in their culture, it was like sacred to remain on horseback. Mm. And Attila was like, "I'm not going to get off my horse. You're going to get back on your horse, and mm. that's how we're going to negotiate." And they conceded, mm. and that was almost mm. considered almost like a symbolic victory mm. yeah. for Attila. And someone was like a turning because it's like. They were playing by his rules, mm. and it's not very often that like the Roman Empire, even like a slightly faded Roman Empire, would play by anybody else's rules. Mm, sure. Especially because you've got to bear in mind that still at this point in history, you know Rome might have been in decline a bit, but Constantinople was still like was at the time by far the most impressive city on the planet. Mm. Constantinople was like an insane hub, and because of its positioning on the map, it was like almost like a great gateway to er- to everywhere. It was sort of um. It was on the coast, so it was great for trade. You know, ships could come in from all over, all over the world. Um, it was just, and it had like the most impressive buildings. It was just an amazing place. You know, it was a great sort of place. It, it linked up lots of other places. You know, it was almost like halfway between Europe and Asia, mm. almost like on the on the on the sort of um, the um, border of both. You know, so it was it was a great strategic region hub. Yeah, it was a great hub. You could get stuff coming in from Asia. You could get stuff coming in from Europe. Um, a really interesting place. Do you but, know um, how many people Attila the Hun killed? Um, a lot. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I got, I've got. An I don't answer. know exactly. I've got an answer here. I don't know uh, exactly. Obviously, from economic times, so who knows if it's right? Yeah. Uh, but it says an estimated three million civilians were massacred. Whoa, that is a lot of people. One interesting thing about him as well that a lot of people don't know was that he was actually brought up as like co-ruler. So in Hunnish culture, it was often it, it was often the way, and it seems weird to us because usually it's just the eldest will mm. rule. But in Hunnish culture, if say you you gave you had two sons, they would both co-rule. Oh, wow. so he co-ruled with his brother that was called Bleeder. Bleeder. So there was Bleeder the Hun and Attila the Hun. But most historians agree, and I think the proof is in the pudding itself that like. 
Attila did most of the most of the work, right. and Bleeder was right. almost more like of a symbolic ruler. So Attila was the one that everyone was afraid of, um, and I think Bleeder died. If I'm right in, in thinking this, I think Bleeder died before Attila. And one of the reasons we know that he probably didn't do a lot was because like nothing changed. Whereas so, when Attila died, everything changed. Hmm. Bleeder's reign lasted for eleven years until its death. While it has been spe- speculated by the Jordanes that Attila murdered him on a hunting trip, All right. it is unknown exactly how he died. Yeah. He died in a bit of like a, a, a strange way as well. Nobody knows exactly how he died. So um, he, yeah, he he conquered like loads of the West. As I said, he had like dominion over parts of Monday Spain, which is like you know right West Coast Europe, mm. all the way from him originally starting off in mid. Asia, which is a mad feat, isn't it? As I said, it went as far as like, Italy and Greece as well. Um, but um, after just like conquering and ruling and doing all loads of mad stuff, you know, messing up all the Romans' plans, the Byzantinian plans, getting ridiculously rich and just conquering pretty much anywhere he particularly wanted to conquer, um, he ended up marrying um, like a young, beautiful woman and he got ridiculously drunk on his... On his um, What's wedding his, night? Yeah, on his mm, wedding night. Mm. And he it's thought that he had a brain aneurysm and died. Ooh. But a lot of people speculate that maybe he didn't have a brain aneurysm and that his new bride was actually an assassin Ooh. and actually assassinated him. And as is the downfall of many a man, was sort of, you know, like it goes back to those old like Greek siren tales. It's almost mm. like, how like, you know, there are times in history where it's almost no matter how much of a great man you are, Sometimes a beautiful woman can be a man's downfall, mm. you know. Mm. And if you're a really cunning, you know, woman like an assassin or something, then you can use that to your advantage. Even if you're this great, powerful warlord like Attila, get him ridiculously drunk to the point he's like fa- passed out, slip some poison in his mouth or something like that. Back in those days, mm. there would have been no way to check him for that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he mm. just died in his sleep. Ah, oh, do a little fake scream. He's gone. Mm-hmm. He's probably got I mean paid by the Byzantines or something, you know, mm. back in Constantinople. Probably like um, some somebody, some operation. Yeah, somebody probably like gave her a massive bag of gold or something mm. for it, you know. Yeah, but I don't know. It's, it's speculation. We don't know either way. Yes. Either either way. Um, I said Attila the Han, really impressive man. I said he was a horse lord. Um, came from mid Asia. Um, really just handed the, uh, the the Byzantines' asses to him a lot of the time. I said conquered right as far as uh, um, west as, as uh, the Spanish coast. One of the most... He's considered one of the greatest rulers in history, right mm. up there with, you know, Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, um, Julius Caesar. Different people have different ideas on who the, the, the best, like, conqueror is of all time. At the end of the day, um, it's all in the eye of the beholder, really, isn't it? Yeah. It, it depends yeah. sort of what criteria you're using. Things like that, but how you he's it. definitely worth talking about. Anyway, let's let's put it like that. He's definitely worth talking about. I do yeah. have a question. Go on, if we have time. Yeah, we do. But, cool. but, 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 I just want to give a dramatic pause. Yeah, go on. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> so this week, my question: yeah. uh, I would consider myself a creative person. And yeah. I'm sure you both would as well. Um, would you rather mm-hmm. be famous or rich? Now, I will clarify what mm-hmm. I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich will say you just get a hundred mil dropped into your pocket. However, none of that can be used towards your creative endeavours or to promote your creative endeavours. If you're famous, it's more of a thing of being like your creative stuff is well recognised. Like by the public, it's accepted. Like why can't I use that? Why can't I use that money for creative endeavours? Uh, because that's the question. <laughs> oh right, oh, fair enough. But I could just, but I could just 
I could still use it to just improve the quality of my life. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's more whether you take the money or you take your you know your creative. It could be your music. It could be anything that you go for is accepted and and hailed. So I'm either so I'm either you know as is often rare. Let's face it. You know, look at like Van Gogh and loads of other artists. So mm. you're either appreciated in your time, yes. which is very rare for especially artists, but a lot of creative people in general. Mm. Tesla being another example of a creative. Even though he was a scientist, he was a creative man, mm. wasn't he? Everything about him was creative. Making a legacy. So either you're either appreciated in your time, which is super rare, but you are just not just like on whatever money you're on now. Yeah, you're not. Or and also like obviously you don't make money from your creative endeavors. That's another part. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or you're so you don't even have the ability to end up rich from your creative endeavors. No. Oh. no. Or you're rich, but you can't put them towards your creative endeavors. Could mm. I? Could I still end up potentially making it from my creative endeavors? No. So you can There's make no stuff, chance. but people aren't going to like hail it and, and appreciate it. In that, that after you're dead? No. I think even though I'm not even the sort of person that cares about becoming famous, I think I would actually go for the, the, the fame one purely because I feel like that's almost like your legacy. I agree. Even if it's just your friends and family that remember you, mm. I'd want them to think... I'd like. It'd be quite nice for me to think that, like, say, like my daughter's grandchildren mm. might hear stories of me and be like oh yeah you know great granddad cam was pretty cool he like lifted weights and he like made, did the, some, made the jimmy and did some stories. funny songs and <laughs> mm, mm, you know apparently yeah. he was a bit of like an interesting quirky guy even mm. if it's just like that you know mm. also had some wacky history yeah. facts and was just a bit of a strange fella i would take, you know <laughs> i would take the the fame one purely because like you say it's just it's that legacy thing isn't it yeah. it's leaving something behind afterwards it's all good and well being like rich but if it's like for nothing then mm. do you know what i mean it's like you just mm. what so you're just eating like a really nice sandwich in a really comfortable yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know why yeah. sandwich is first thing came to mind. <laughs> mm. just eating like a really really ridiculously nice sandwich <laughs> with like a lambo in your driveway and just like in a big mansion but it's like well you still obviously have your love it seems, ones it and seems shallow though doesn't it yeah it seems shallow money can't buy happiness oh mate you wise young man <laughs> yeah what yeah. do you do drew i i'd say the fame one as well yeah mm. yeah mm. Yes. yes. Yeah, I think it has to be, man. I think there'd be a lot of people that would take the money, you know? I think there would be as well. But mm. I do think that's just because, say, like, you know, if, if you're not a creative person at all, which is, like, fine, but if you're just a sort of person, you know, you like, you do your job well, regardless of whatever it might be, but it's not, like, a particularly, like, creative endeavour. It's not a creative job. But, you know, you, you, you're providing that service to society. You're doing it well. Then it's a no-brainer that you take the money. Mm. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because you haven't got any creative endeavour to develop anyway, or be known you for. Still anyway. be known as like the best at whatever you did, though. Yeah, yeah, you know like the I mean? best IT guy. Like, yeah. I, I guess that yeah, that could be like the fame version. You know what I mean? If you're just like, oh right, yeah. if you're just like working at Curry's or something, yeah. or any any random. <laughs> he got down in history <laughs> as the, the the best worker as mm. the ever. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I think it's really important. The as best well, chicken like, man <laughs> to get the best rotisserie the best chicken, chicken guy, best delivery boy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that ever lived. <laughs> yeah, like I think it's important um, to actually like, especially with creativity and stuff, like mm. to be seen and to be appreciated by your peers. Mm. Like that's an uh, overwhelmingly good feeling. Oh yeah. You oh, know, yeah. like like that's something that's just um, so to think that you could be like seen and accepted by like mm. society and by mm. uh, people that are like really into uh, that are creative people as well that's like yeah. a massively cool thing to happen you know I, I had a big 
sorry no no you go first man. i had a big thing recently where i was thinking would money make me happy because we went we went up to bath right and i was just walking around we we're just trying to buy stuff mm. random stuff i didn't want to buy anything mm. so i didn't have the money to I just you were just enjoying to. being in bath and i was like i think for me what would make me happier in life is progression and development mm. rather than and money. i i think also as well like not necessarily appreciation but um, you know when like a like-minded person might e- almost like realize why you've done something mm. or something, or like they appreciate it the same way that you can you can tell that they appreciate it the same way that you appreciate it. Yeah, there's that's something, a good feeling. There's something mm. so heartwarming yeah. you get from that, and, and that's not like, an ego-driven. It thing. makes it worth to you. It, suddenly, it makes everything it's worthwhile. Like, oh, you see that as well. Yeah. Oh, it's like whoa. And like, I definitely, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely than... a couple of people like, like that I have in my life. Um, and some of them aren't even people I ever really even see physically. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're just people that are like are sort of like friends. I don't because of like the way our lives are. I don't really even get a chance to ever see them. But it's just like you know when I talk to them about things and stuff, whether it's like online or anything, and we sort of I can tell that we're in sync like that. It, I just it's, I just think it's amazing. It's exciting. I love it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I love Absolutely. it. I said it almost just like it brightens up your day. It makes everything in life f- feel worthwhile, and it just gives you this weird sense of fulfillment and everything. Mm. You know, and it's, it's like a really, really lovely feeling. A lovely feeling. Something quite sure. human about that, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Obviously, I think you know it's tempting for. I mean, let's face it. You know, money is a is a a big deal. Let's mm. face it. You know, so totally. I think it, it, you can see why it'd be tempting for a hell of a lot of people to um, take the money. You know, and I had to l- have a little think about it for a second. But I think you know, mm. for for the sake of sort of like integrity and everything like that, and and for what's really the bigger picture in life. Yeah, and important. Yeah, the, yeah. the bigger picture in life. Yeah, I think you would have to go for the for the other one for sure it seems almost like shallow because it's the way you put it, it was almost like like fame, fame. do you know what i mean it, yes. makes, it makes you that's think why, of like that's why it makes I you think of like walking it. down yeah. like a red carpet like look yeah. at me yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean because that obviously makes you instantly think a bit like you know it's a bit like a vain douchey mm. endeavor mm. you know like a bunch of people in hollywood like preaching to the rest of the world about like you know climate crisis and meanwhile mm. they're like going on jet private jets around the world every day like you yeah, know what i mean yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that you know mm. gives you that sort of image but <laughs> That's yeah. what I had to. Had yeah, because it's it more before. like it's almost more just like appreciation mm. for who you are as a human mm. being, for sure, and the potential for that and appreciation to be taken as far as you can possibly get it. Mm. I think that's yeah, rude. that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. That one. I think that's a nice place to finish the show. Anyway, nice, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that. I've been Obadiah Pennywhistle. He's been Crochet. I have been Crocheted. You've been Stitches. I've been Stitches. Thanks for tuning in. Join us again next week on Pandora's Box as we um, talk about mo- another round of interesting facts Whatever's and in topics and subjects. A plethora, you could say, mm. of topics. Um, check out Darkdale, Friday night, 8 until 10. If you like your rock and your metal and your grunge, etc., your prog, check out um, Forest of Glebe on Sunday from 6 to late if you like your folk music and your acoustic stuff and your fantastical music and check out Rap Radar if you want to check out some rap and hip hop with Nathaniel from 8 until 10 on Sunday evening and remember to check out of your hotel and check out of your hotel don't Mm. make sure you don't forget to check out your hotel (laughs) and Drew's going to be on all of those shows anyway pretty much so you know you'll see him everywhere (laughs) cheers guys have a good week cheers we love you all this is Quiet by Smashing Pumpkins bye bye have a lovely evening (laughs) woohoo